Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you. Start at ExpressPros.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Listening to Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the sunny, wonderful city of Los Angeles, California. Hope wherever you are, you enjoyed a restful, fruit-filled, sunny, warm Memorial Day weekend. Thanks for making us part of your day. We really appreciate it. If you miss any of the show or you want to suggest this show, to any of your friends, simply tell them to download the Doug Gottlieb Show. Of course, we're on Sirius XM uh, the first two hours. We're on the iHeartRadio app all three hours. Any of your terrestrial radio stations, what is terrestrial? That's your regular radio stations, AM, FM, like places like San Diego, some are big AMs, in places like Phoenix West, West, Phoenix, West Palm Beach, Tulsa, Oklahoma City. Welcome in. Uh, and, of course, the ever-expanding empire of the Doug Gottlieb Show. That was a hell of a game. And as much as the end of a game, it 
it felt like Golden State was just running out the clock, which is what they did. Let's get into it. Look, what we're left with is Warriors-Cavs part four? Weird, right? Four, four is a tough one. And as much as you want to say, hey, man, think about the fourth Star Wars. Hey, Jar Jar Binks, right? One. And don't give me that was actually the first one. That was the fourth one. But Rocky Four was pretty good. Police Academy Four wasn't totally terrible. Fast and the Furious, I haven't watched, but I'm guessing since it made it to seven and now I think they have eight coming, probably pretty good. So you can tell me, hey, I got franchise fatigue. I don't want to go see Solo, and I don't want to go see the, the Cavs play without Kyrie against the Warriors. You'll still watch because it's still LeBron now with underdog type status going against the Warriors who seem to never, never be shaken or never be shook by any first half deficit because they have this magic pixie dust where they decide, hey, you know what? Let's play defense in the third quarter. And why don't we make some more shots then too? But there's a genius to it. Sure. They have more shot makers than other teams, right? If we looked at the raw data, it would tell us that the Boston Celtics just didn't make enough shots. They're up 12 and couldn't put away LeBron James and the Cavs. There's some accuracy to it. There's some validity to that. If you looked at the raw data, it would tell you that the Cleveland Cavaliers, they could just buy a shot. I mean, how can you miss 27 threes in a row? I'll tell you how. Um, there's this expression. And um, I think it's. I, I, I think it's genius. And it's a Vince Lombardi expression. It goes like this. Fatigue makes cowards of us all. And from the time we are children to the time we're adults, the thing we never want to admit to is being tired. Right. Somehow being tired is being less of a kid or being less of a man or less of an athlete. Which my wife will tell you, like, oh, I'm just tired. I told you yesterday I was I was a couple of days out at, the, at in the desert and then hosting Dan Patrick's show. And I was tired. I did get a little midday, 30 minute, close my eyes, even though we had people over siesta. Sorry, I'm a little tired. But fatigue makes cowards of us all. And here's the. Yesterday was a loss for analytics, but not in the way you think. You can sit there and go, hey, Rockets took too many threes, which in hindsight is completely accurate. And we'll get to why it's accurate. And it's, it's more than just taking threes, but why it's accurate. Here's a question for you. How many threes a game did the Rockets take in the regular season? Because they took 44 last night and made only seven. How many threes? 42.3. It's only slightly above average. And of course, the Golden State Warriors, well, they took 39. And they, they average only 28, 28 threes a game. Matter of fact, Golden State shot way more threes yesterday than they normally take. If, if anything, Golden State played into the hands of the Houston Rockets, especially in the first half, chucking and ducking threes. 
But yesterday was a loss for analytics. You're like, wait, that doesn't make sense because the numbers would eventually those numbers will even out and those threes would be worth it. They just, it was just bad luck. It was just a bad stretch. That's all it was. The problem with analytics and looking at a game on a, on a sheet of paper is it doesn't give us the reality of uh, life and basketball, sports, fatigue, pressure, defense, a pass. And anybody who's ever played basketball know this. A pass can be off by just six inches. And it screws up a shooter's rhythm. We go back and look at um, Quinn Cook missing a three at the end of game five. Remember, he didn't catch that ball cleanly. And even though he took a dribble to establish rhythm, whatever your percentage is of making that shot, wide open shot, the end of game five, the numbers go down greatly because Quinn Cook, who's a G League player at the start of the year, has never played under that pressure was probably mentally and emotionally a little fatigued, didn't catch the ball cleanly. And so even as a 44% three-point shooter this season in the NBA, that becomes a low percentage shot when you don't catch it cleanly and you're under that kind of pressure. And, and so where it's a loss for analytics is this. It's not the idea of shooting 44 threes. It's the, hey, why not catch your breath? The style that Houston plays and obviously it was hurt because they didn't have Chris Paul, right? You don't have Chris Paul. There's a second guy who can initiate offense, create shots from himself, create others. It was awful. It was awful. I likened it on Twitter. Prince Harry had a long time girlfriend who I guess they had a long talk on the phone and then she went to the ceremony. And I, I guess the reason they broke up was she struggled with the pressure of being the girlfriend and potential princess married to assume the throne at some point. It's a lot. But can you imagine her sitting there going like, all of this could have been mine, (laughs) right? All of this could have been mine. Whereas Chris Paul sitting there going like, we could have won this game. I could have been there. But, But this is the problem with the style of the Rockets and this overuse of the, hey, it's analytics. Hey, it's three instead of two. Take threes. Don't take layups. Don't worry about post-ups. You saw its flaw yesterday. In the regular season, your best player, James Harden, can get away with taking breaks, taking possessions, taking quarters off defensively. In the postseason, you can't. So no matter how good a shape you're in in the regular season, the conditioning it takes for the second half for the second half of a of a seven game series is at a much more difficult level. Then you take away Chris Paul and oh yeah, by the way, you're playing a high possession game in that sort of pressure playing seven games, your 99th game of the season. You can tell me about all these stats about this is how Houston plays, but in that particular game, you have to adjust to the game itself. Once you miss 10 in a row, you go like, hey, fellas. What if we threw it into P.J. Tucker in a post-up against Steph Curry? I don't know. We do have Joe Johnson over there. We bring him in. Why don't we throw it to him at the block? Because he is ISO Joe. He might be able to not just, even if he doesn't get you a bucket, he gives you a chance to go. (sighs) 
I don't even think Houston knows what happened. I want you to listen. This is James Harden after the loss at home. Just in that second half, our pace wasn't there. That third quarter, I was trying to get the guy, you know, come on, let's go. Let's go. It's, it's, it's time. We just didn't have that extra juice that we needed. I don't know if it was the big minutes. I don't, I don't know what it was, whatever it was. Listen to Kevin Durant, who knew what it was. They came out with a lot of energy at home. They hit some shots early. We knew at some point they'd tire out. I mean, James dribbled so much each possession. I know at some point he'll, he'll wear down. You, just, you can't do it every time. You wear down. And you're playing defense now. Whereas even though the Golden State Warriors were nearly taking an equal number of threes, how do they play offensively? They shoot it much quicker. Okay? They shoot it way too quick for most of us who follow basketball. Like, man, they shoot it really quick and, and not always and contested stuff. They get it up quick. Additionally, the, the, though they're not as good as they used to be at it, one, because Durant holds it a little bit, and two, because they only have three shooters and you don't have to guard the other two players, it's not as easy to move it, but they move the ball. So it's not one guy attacking over and over and over and over and over. That doesn't work because it wears the guy out. And it gives, when you move the ball and you share the volume of shots, now all of a sudden you have more energy for defense. Whereas with James Harden, your best player ends up wearing himself out. And he has to play defense that he doesn't normally play. And he's, so he's doubly worn out. James Harden didn't even know they were out on their feet. That's all it is. That's a fighter that's out on their feet. That's Conor McGregor when Floyd Mayweather had him out on his feet. I thought it was close, though. And I thought it was a little early of a stoppage. I get like that when I'm tired. I get a little wobbly and flowy. Get me into the corner and I'll cover and I'll come back. I'd like him to hit the floor. I'd like him to ref to, you know what I mean? There's a lot on the line here. He should have let, he should have let me keep going, I thought, but fair play to him. That's exactly what it is. It's fatigue. That's why I thought the ref could have just let her keep going. A little, let me go down. Let the man put me down. Like wobbly and fatigue. That's energy. That's not damage. I'm clear headed. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I swear I'm fine. I was fine. Like, dude, you weren't fine. Floyd Mayweather, who hadn't knocked anybody out in over a decade, was just teeing off on you, and he might even have knocked you out. You were defenseless. Why? Because fatigue makes cowards of us all. Uh, there's two reasons I don't run marathons. Uh, maybe three. One is I just don't like running. Right? I'll run if I'm chased, but I, I don't enjoy it. I just don't enjoy it. Uh, second thing is, do you know the story of marathon? You guys know the actual story of marathon? There was, cent- it was, there was a century. A century is somebody who's like a guardian of the city of Athens. Um, and the city of, or the town of Marathon was 26.2 miles from Marathon to Athens. And they were going to be attacked. And so he ran from Marathon to Athens to deliver the message that the enemy was coming. He died after, after giving that message. The, the third reason is... Uh, and I'm sorry if you've just eaten lunch and you're in the West Coast listening to us. People actually poop themselves while they're running marathons. I'm, I'm not like making this up. They cannot hold their bowels because they are so tired. Now, obviously, that's an extreme example. A less, a less extreme example is the Houston Rockets, who are one of the greatest three-point shooting teams, one of the greatest offensive teams We've seen in modern NBA history. 
I mean, couldn't throw it in an ocean, and they were standing on the edge of a boat. Was it the the Warriors' defense? Some of it. Was it the pressure of Game 7? Some of it. Was it fatigue? Yeah, a lot of it. And doing the same thing over and over again and saying, hey, analytics tell us to do this. Yeah, but the reality is, throw it into a post-up every now and again. Right? Move the ball around every now and again. Catch your breath. Catch your breath. Because if not, you're going to miss shots you normally make. That's what fatigue does. And just like we told you in baseball, what happens with pitchers when they reach that 100-pitch mark or they reach their normal limit? Right? It happens in baseball. Right? In baseball, we watch the playoffs. We always hear, got to keep it down, got to keep it down, keep the ball down, got to keep the ball down. And then all of a sudden, you're in the playoffs, they hit 100 pitches, and they leave one up, and the ball, oh, my God, that one needs a stewardess. Well, he is tired, so you, you, you struggle to locate. Start walking guys, leaving balls up in the zone. You miss. And if you miss by that much in baseball, they deposit it out into left center. Same thing in basketball. Shots that normally went in suddenly are just short or just long or just off. Fatigue makes cowards of us all. And I think a lot of that is the style by which the Rockets play, which is flawed in how you execute it in the playoffs. The road ahead is bound to take some unexpected turns. Farmers Insurance can help you understand your coverage options with our practical knowledge gained from more than 90 years of experience. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Find an agent at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. So what now for the Rockets? And why do the Warriors keep doing this, right? Digging themselves a hole. It's like it's like the, the bully that's like, yeah, go, go ahead. I got one arm behind my back. Now you can punch me. Kind of weird. Are they beatable from LeBron and the Cleveland Cavaliers? Rick Bucher will join the show upcoming next. But first, you know that when you're snoring, you're not actually sleeping soundly. And the people around you are definitely not sleeping soundly. That's why you need to go to zipa.com. That's right, Z-Y-P-P-A-H.com. Zipa is the solution that's comfortable, affordable, effective, and eliminating snoring. Zipa has found to be the only solution proven to work in a national news story. Every Zipa is guaranteed to work or your money back. You go to Zipa.com. That's Zipa.com. Z-Y-P-P-A-H.com. Happy Z spelled backwards. Use the promo code SNORE66 and you get free shipping as well. Look, I, I, I snore and I've used Zipa and it's the only thing that keeps me from getting the elbow to the ribs, the kick to the shins, or simply go sleep on the couch or go sleep in the guest room is bad. So not only am I not sleeping well, my wife's not sleeping well, and if mama ain't happy, nobody's happy. Make mama happy. Go to zipa.com. That's Z, uh, happy Z spelled backwards. zipa.com, happy Z spelled backwards. Use the promo code SNORE66 to get free shipping. Progressive's new Home Quote Explorer is changing the way you buy home insurance. Now you can go online, get a custom quote, and save both time and money. Learn more at Progressive.com. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. Visit True Car, enjoy a more confident car buying experience. He's Rick Buecher. He has his own radio show nationally on uh, Sirius XM. He also has uh, 80, it's Sirius XM Channel 82. We're on 83. Uh, he also has uh, 
uh, a great column that he writes for Bleach Report. He's great on Twitter. He's pretty much awesome, and he's kind enough to join us here as we're a couple days away from Cavs Warriors Part 3. But let's let's look back. It's Part 4, sorry. Uh, let's look back on on Rockets Warriors Game 7. Well, there's a bunch to get to. Uh, but the first half for the last two games could not have gone <laughs> worse. And, yeah. and last night, look, the officials were allowing Houston to be super physical. But they Golden State wasn't fighting back. They weren't rotating defensively, and they were getting embarrassed. And they're pointing fingers. And Steve Kerr's ticked. And yep. Al Swaggy comes in. He's got one job. Don't let Eric Gordon get by you. And Eric yep. Gordon gets by you, and he quits. They're down eleven at half. Yep. Why do they keep doing this in the first half? Because they can. <laughs> I mean, if you paid a price, uh, uh, ultimately uh, on some level. There is the belief that there is no lead too big. There's no first half so bad that once, once in the in the Warriors' minds, that once they start to play, uh, particularly against a team like like Houston, that they can come back and play. I also believe, quite honestly, it is a matter of this is the attrition and this is the beatdown when you're playing a short rotation. And, uh, and you're trying to go to the finals for the fourth time, they're constantly measuring how much energy do we have to expend to get the job done. And that, it's not a matter, you know, it's that, that flipping the switch, yeah, they try to flip the switch, but the energy is not there at the same level. And it's why, you know, for everybody who's saying this is going to be a final sweep, they've They've had at least one clunker in every round, and I, I, I believe, again, this is a matter of, of the beatdown that they're going through. I don't expect that we keep thinking, okay, they're going to get back to being the Warriors. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna run off you know, a, a, a run of suffocating games and precise offense. First of all, until they get Andre Iguodala back, there's never going to be a time where that offense is going to function at the same level that it normally does, because you need to have five guys who can defend and five guys who can be threats at the, uh, at the offensive end. And they simply do not have a roster right now that allows them to be that. I, I completely, that's, it's the most understated part. I mean, and, and right now Draymond it's four on five with Draymond because he yep. can't, can't make a shot and really doesn't yep. even want to shoot it when he, yep. when he, when he does, uh, when he, when he looks at it. Uh, and then you got, you know, Jordan Bell made a couple plays, but he just lost. I mean, he just lost. Kayvon Looney yep. just kind of lost. Quinn Cook's a G League player. You know, McCaw's a nice defender, but he hadn't played in, a, in several months. Uh, yep. You know, I mean, they just, it's its honestly. Nick Young, will, Nick, Nick Young will knock down an open three, but he he, he screws you up in a, in a, in a, in a multitude of other ways. I'm I mean, really Sean, Sean, Livingston, Sean Livingston gave them good minutes. Yeah, and, he, and you know, fifteen feet and in, he can be a threat, and he's smart enough and long enough. Yep. But he can only play. You know, his body only ha- holds up for like twenty minutes a game. Yeah, and he's not. You know, it's it's funny because you look at him, and you think, oh, this is an up and down player. He's really not an up and down player. He's not a tempo. He's not a. He's not a fast paced player. He's much, 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 much better in 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 a half court uh, if you're going to get the most minutes out of him. And that's ultimately where the Warriors are. Is they have seven guys. They've truncated this team to seven guys. And one of those is Andre Iguodala. If they have those seven, 
then they can kind of sprinkle in the other guys. And I do think that the matchup with Cleveland, uh, actually either either Cleveland or Boston, is going to benefit them because I think that they can find a way to get a couple more minutes out of uh, out of David West uh, in this. Yeah, he just he, could, he couldn't play against the Rockets. I felt bad it, for him. It, but, yeah, exactly. And I, you know, and it's it's uh, and, he, and he looked bad when he did uh, for the most part. So I uh, I would assume that they that he can have a bigger role. I could see if Iguodala is out, you could probably sprinkle in some some JaVale McGee as well, maybe even a little Zaza Pachulia. Like there are array of centers that they could not possibly use against Houston. They should be able to get some minutes out of them in this in this next round. But ultimately, even with those guys, uh it is it's it's you're getting you your you're getting breath. something solid on one yeah and you're getting it on one end of the floor you you know what you can count on on one end of the floor and you're hoping you can get something at the other end um okay so look here's what i said before you joined us rick buker bleacher report and of course has his own show on sirius xm 82 joins us on the doug gottlieb show here on fox sports radio what i said before you join us is people are pointing out that the threes are the problem and yep. I, I i don't actually think it's i mean look Look at how many threes Golden State took. The issue mm-hmm. is with the style in that if you have one dominant ball handler, I know they didn't have Chris Paul, but I still think some of this would have happened if Paul even was there. It it yeah. it wears you out. It just does. And over a seven-game series, and the way in which they had to play with seven guys playing that physically defensively, they missed those shots that they normally make because they were just tired, just tired, and that's yep. that's what that style becomes. And and Dan Tony will never post up to get guys a, a, a breather. You know they won't move the ball side to side so guys don't have the ball and don't pound it and exhaust themselves. I feel like one of the things not quantified with the use of analytics is how fatiguing it can be in the playoffs as opposed to in a bigger sample size of the regular season. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I agree a thousand percent. I I don't. And, and the other part is, if you've played a certain way all year, and then everybody's, stop taking the threes, drive. What, Trevor Ariza's going to drive for a layup? When was the last time that happened? Yeah. Uh, P.J. Tucker is a corner three shooter. The shots that they got, for the most part, were shots, and they weren't four shots. This wasn't like the Boston threes. Yeah. The Boston, Boston threes were, were bad threes. They were desperation threes. They were... You know, Terry Rozier kind of dancing on the perimeter and then giving it up and then getting it back, and we've accomplished nothing in the first 14 seconds of the shot clock. Now what are we going to do? Uh, Jason, can you go get us something? I mean, that was a completely different animal. Those were open shots, and this is ultimately, and this is where it is compar- comparable to Boston, there's also a matter of if you've never been in this situation on a home floor, having missed a multitude of threes, and you're on the brink of going to the finals with a number of these guys, every, outside of Trevor Ariza, all of these guys, you, you're telling me that wasn't in their head, and now you, don't, you start measuring or you, yep. start, you start tweaking. You just, you're not letting it go the same way, and it compounds the problem. But when you've played a certain style all year, that's, that's what you've got. And that's why sometimes when, you know, we've seen teams that – they struggle a little bit during the year, and we're like, well, why are they doing this? Why don't they do this? Well, because they're thinking big picture. They're thinking at some point we might need to go to this. And quite honestly, the Warriors, 
the Warriors do that as much as anybody. They from figuring out like, okay, if this happens, what what do we go to next? They they have Plan B, C, and D, and and the Rockets didn't. So the idea that they were supposed to pull the ripcord and go to something else, it's like, no, nah, you 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 got to stay with what got you the best record in the league and hope that somebody's going to come through. And if they don't, you learned a lesson, and now you think long and hard about who you're bringing back uh, for the next run. Rick Bucher, Bleach Report, joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Can you hang for one moment? Uh, yes, I can. Okay. Uh, it's always a tough one to put you a guy on the spot. You got bills to pay? No, i, I got to get a sports update here real quick with Dan Beyer. Dan, what do you got going on? Hey, hey, Rick, i got to give the country what they crave, and that's some sports news, including in Seattle where the Seahawks have signed wide receiver Brandon Marshall to a one-year deal. 34-year-old played in just five games last season with the Giants before injuring his ankle. We know Odell Beckham Jr. broke his ankle last year for the Giants, but head coach Pat Shermer said today that OBJ is pretty close to being fully cleared to return from that injury. You guys talking hoops, Cavs forward Kevin Love considered questionable for Thursday's game one of the finals against the Warriors. Cavs head coach Ty Lue saying Love remains in concussion protocol after suffering that concussion in game six of the East Finals. Villanova guard Dante DiVincenzo foregoing his remaining two years of eligibility and will remain in the 2018 NBA draft. ESPN reports that Cavs forward Tom Wilson won't be suspended for his game one hit on Golden Knights winger Jonathan Marchessault last night in a game that Vegas won. Mets place pitcher Noah Syndergaard on the 10-day DL. Serena Williams and Rafael Nadal winners at the French Open. Back to you, Doug. Thanks, Dan. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Continue to be joined by Rick Buecher. Um, I got an interesting quote from Kevin Durant last night. And, you know, like, look, some quotes you could take as innocuous. And, you know, maybe maybe we, we're looking too much into them. But he said this, anything could happen over the summer for both sides. What does he mean? Uh, I I don't honestly I don't know because I haven't had a talk with him about his plans. I will tell you, there's a lot of uh, I don't know a lot. There is some chatter around the league that uh, that that there's more uh, discord inside the Warriors, and we've seen glimpses of it, and a lot of it we can just attribute to. They have high expectations for themselves. They're supposed to win the championship. They haven't been playing like champions. So uh, it is a natural reaction of guys looking at each other. I mean, the Rockets, Rockets were chewing on each other as much in, that, uh, in, in, in Game 7 last night and throughout this series as, as the Warriors were. But the feeling is, is that you know, maybe, maybe KD is tiring of everybody getting on him, whether it's Steve Kerr, whether it's Draymond Green, uh, that – at some point, he, he may decide. You know what? I I, I can I can uh, oversee all of my Silicon Valley interests, playing someplace else, and maybe I want to get back to where you know people are not putting as much pressure on me to do all the things that I don't naturally do. A little bit, I would say. When we saw LeBron go to Miami, uh, goes to Miami, he gets his championships, he figures out what the formula is. He gets everybody's uh, everybody off his back, and now I kind of want to go back to playing where I'm I'm a little more king of the castle than maybe I am right now. Speaking of uh, of next year in LeBron, what of what of Chris Chris Paul? Right, like all right now he's chased yeah. it, and he got hurt, and it's not his yeah. fault that he got hurt, but it is kind of his fault that he got hurt. I mean, like who else's fault is it? I guess right. You blame yeah. the big fellow above. Uh, what happens to Chris Paul? 
Well, I, everybody I've talked to, they've said, look, when, when he made the move to Houston, there was a, there was a gentleman's agreement what was going to happen afterward. And I talked to a GM last night who said that he, he, he's, he believes that there's already a, a deal in place, that this is, this is a fait accompli. He's, he's not suddenly going to jump ship and go someplace else and join LeBron. He's certainly not. If there was ever any question about anybody going to Cleveland to join LeBron, I think Dwayne Wade's experience probably put a, put a, the put a nix on that. So uh, it uh, it really is a matter of does Chris Paul have a conversation with LeBron and does LeBron consider going to Houston? Now it, it's I've, I've had people say that doesn't really fit LeBron's narrative. It would be going to the West. There's a lot of reasons for that not to happen, but they also go, hey, you know what? It's LeBron. So who knows? Uh, I do think that. Chris Paul will be one of the first people to know whether LeBron is interested in going to Houston or not. Uh, but I would expect the likelier scenario is that they hold serve, that Chris Paul believes, okay, this time I'll find a way to stay healthy. Maybe even the, the, the medical people at, uh, in, in Houston convinced D'Antoni that, you know, when we have a game and we're up by 20 with four minutes left, we really don't need to play James and, and, and Chris Paul, you know, until there's 30 seconds left, that maybe we find a way to, to, to make sure that our guys are healthy at the end of the year. And so I, I, I would think that the likelier scenario, the likeliest scenario is that he re-ups, at least this is what I'm hearing, he, he re-ups in Houston and Houston finds a way to go forward with uh, this crew, expecting that, hey, yeah, it, you know, we, we were right there, healthy, we, we could say that, we had as good a chance as anybody to win the series, and let's see what attrition does to the Golden State Warriors next season. Uh, Rick Bucher, Bleach Report, joining us, Doug Gottlieb show. We mentioned LeBron and the fact mm-hmm. that you you question: Do you go to the go to the West? Any of us who have followed the league, I mean, even people who don't follow the league, like the East, is clearly inferior to the West. Although y- yeah. you'd think the Celtics, if healthy, and yep. and the Sixers in coming years. So yep. how do we how do we properly contextualize the idea that look LeBron is awesome okay he's yep. awesome but he had a loaded team in Miami against the weaker conference he had a loaded yep. team in Cleveland against the weaker conference and this year yes he, he didn't have Kyrie Irving but it, he it wasn't like he was going against the best even when he played the Celtics they didn't have their two best players how do we contextualize the eight years in the finals in the row is great. But he's yeah. done it against an inferior conference with, with exception of this year, superior talent. Well, honestly, I, I think you just did it. And I give you uh, kudos because you fought the good fight on Twitter over the weekend when everybody is clearly prisoners of the moment. And I mean, even some of my colleagues in the media saying, I saw Jordan play and I never thought I'd say it, but. LeBron James is the best. And I'm thinking, what are you doing? Are we still, I mean, even in the moment, a guy who decides I'm not going to rotate on defense, I'm, I'm comparing him with Michael Jordan? Am I really? It, it's, it is, it, you said contextualize it. That, it. Context is everything. And I just am not willing. First of all, if you, if, you, if you come up with trying to put what he's done in context, you get the, immediately, the immediate, oh, you're just a hater, et cetera, et cetera, and I'm just so tired of that. It's not, I'm not, I, I, just wasn't, I just wasn't up for the holiday weekend 
to put myself through that. Uh, and I don't know that we're ever going to have, uh, you know, a settled argument on this. And the farther we get away, the further we get away from Michael Jordan and, and what he played, and we have more people joining the conversation who did not see him play yeah. and did, d- don't understand what those series were like and what he did, the more this is going to tilt in LeBron's favor. And, and understanding that, I'm going to still make my case. I'm going to still provide for people. Look, I, I, I said after game five with the Boston Celtics, because I had the Celtics before the series started, I had them winning in six because they had the more talented team. They had the deeper team. But after seeing the way they closed out game five, I said I have no confidence that they're going to win game six or game seven because this isn't just about talent. It's about experience, and it's about the ability to operate under pressure the way you would when there is no pressure. It's meeting it and having it accept and, and push you to a greater uh, a height. And here's the harsh reality for those who, don't, who didn't even watch LeBron from beginning to end. LeBron has acquired the ability. Everybody who wants to say, oh, what about those people who said he wouldn't take the big shot and he would choke in the moment? He you wouldn't. He, he did. He, 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 he did. Yes. And he wouldn't take the shot. And he did choke in the moment. But he, he gained enough experience and he looked around and he goes, oh, these dudes don't know what I know. I've been through this. I've taken the beat. I've, I've missed the shot. And you know what? There's nobody else here that's bigger or better than me. I minus will go ahead. And then he took a couple and he made a couple and that and that confidence has fostered itself. It's still not something that he does inherently, but there's just nobody out there when when you're the best player in the league year upon year, at some point you're going to say, "What the hell? I minus will I minus will take it." And nobody's going to be mad at me if I do. They're going to be more mad at me if I don't. So, he got there, but he was up against a Boston team where Terry Rozier showed who he was, and Jason Tatum is, I think he has the guts to get there, but let's face it, he's, kind of, he's, a, he's a nice mid-range shooter, doesn't really want to take the three, and this is his first turn in the conference finals, essentially being the go-to guy. When, when, when Brad Stevens thought, okay, let me, go to, let me go to Al in game five, and that just <laughs> did not work. Then it was okay. I got to find. Okay, I guess Jason Tatum's it. And I don't even know if it was by choice. I think it was by, you know, desperation that they wound up there. But that's who LeBron James beat. The, he beat in, with Indiana. He beat Victor Oladipo taking his first star turn. Where the next best player was what Miles Turner or Lance Stevenson? I mean, yeah. I, I just and and meanwhile, Michael was going up against guys who had that experience who had performed in the moment. He had to beat them at their own game to get there. So, look, I, and, I, and I hate getting into this argument because I just want to appreciate what LeBron is doing and what he's done with his body, and I said it elsewhere. If he would just say, look, yeah, I take games off because I've got the long view. I'm trying to, I've played 15 seasons and I haven't had a major injury. You're going to give me flack for taking – you know, games off or taking possessions off or whatever. Right. Who's who's gone to eight finals? I have. Who who else has done that in the modern era? Nobody. But so I and I would say, you know what, dude? I, congratulations. You're right. You cracked the code. You're you're you are 
you found a way to make it happen, and you are winning by endurance. Yep. But don't tell me that he plays the way Michael played every night when I've seen both. I know it. We all know it. We just don't want to admit it in the moment. Rick Buecher, Bleacher Report, and his own show on Sirius XM Channel 82. Buecher, great stuff as always. Thanks so much for joining us. You got it. Doug Gottlieb show rolls on. The road ahead is bound to take some unexpected turns. Farmers Insurance can help you understand your coverage options. With our practical knowledge gained from more than 90 years of experience, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Find an agent at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. What are the chances the Cavaliers and Warriors get some of their stars healthy in time for the NBA Finals? I'll tell you next. Online shopping can be confusing. Well, not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. This is Game Time. It's Game Time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Dan Beyer, what's the game today? The game, Byer, Doug, is... What are the chances? Oh, it's Beyer, what are the chances, apparently. A what new the twist. Chances? There it is. Doug, what are the chances Cavs forward Kevin Love is going to play in these NBA Finals? 100%. 100%. He concussion protocol. He got till Thursday. He'll be out of concussion protocol. 100% chance. All right, let's go to the other bench then. What are the chances Andre Godala returns from his knee contusion to play in these finals? 40% chance. Andre Godala is going to seek a second opinion on his uh, knee contusion. We've said this before. We'll say it again. Here's a good way you can tell use it with your friends. Nobody gets a second opinion on good news, right? <laughs> yes. If, yes. If, if they told him, Andre, you'll be fine, you're going to play, he wouldn't need a second. He'd go, cool. If they, right? No, no, no. I need a second opinion on that, Doc. I can't play right now in the NBA Finals. So when I hear he's looking for a second opinion, he needs some other doctor to tell him he's going to be okay because obviously all the ones he's talked to doesn't seem to be working out. Doug, one of the chances that missing the last two games of the Western Conference Finals helps the reputation of Chris Paul. Uh, 10%. I understand where you're going with this. It reaffirms the reputation of Chris Paul. He's awesome, and he's always hurt in key moments. We, we can only reestablish that, right? That just reestablishes his reputation. What are the chances, Doug, the Cavaliers actually play Rodney Hood in the series against the Warriors after getting a DNP in four of the last five games in the East Finals? 90% chance. Uh, the way to beat the Warriors, I'm convinced, is to play your numbers and play your athletes. I actually think they have a... I actually think the, the Cavs roster has been so... Um, maligned, overly maligned. It's actually a pretty deep roster with playable talent. The problem is the top end isn't as good as everybody else's top end. So 90% chance he plays. What are the chances, Doug, that we get a rematch next year of this year's Final Four in the NBA playoffs with the Rockets and Warriors playing again with the Cavs and Celtics meeting in the 2019 Eastern Finals? I like where you're going with this. I think it's a 70% chance. I I haven't found a home for LeBron James that seems like a perfect fit. And until he leaves... You pencil him in at least at the conference finals. And it looks like the Celtics are destined to be there as well. Same could be said for the Warriors and Rockets. Speaking of leaving, what are the chances that Villanova's Dante DiVincenzo is a first-round pick now that he's staying in next month's NBA draft? I would say 95% chance. I don't think he'd be staying unless he got a promise somewhere in the 20s. Let's wrap it up with this NFL tidbit. What are the chances, Doug, that new Seahawks wide receiver Brandon Marshall completes a full 16-game season with his new team? 60% chance. 
60% chance. Um, I think it's kind of a prove-it deal. He struggled the past couple of years. He struggles to separate. He's going to have to reinvent himself, be more of a blocker, and be a guy. He's got to catch the football more and also not be a malcontent in the locker room. 60% chance. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. It's Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. You know, I think most people see, hey, the, the Warriors still have Steph and KD and Clay. And here the Cavs don't have Kyrie. Foregone conclusion, Warriors in a wrap. But you know what? There's a chance here. I'll tell you what that chance is next in the Doug Gottlieb Show. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Man, do I love sports. I just do. It is that connective tissue, you know? It really is. It's that connective tissue. I, and I completely understand that, um, completely understand how people can look at sports and go, you know, there's, there's more life than sports, man. There is. Um, th- there absolutely is uh, more to life than sports. But you, you know what else there is? There's um, there's life and sports as a supplement for life. Like, right? Your whole life should not be the NBA playoffs. Your whole life should not be the NFL or your college football team. We think you're a crazy person. We kind of think you're a loser. Right? We just do. But if it takes you aside from... All, your job being, like, I don't love my job. I don't love where I live. I'm fighting with my old lady. You know, my kid's going through some stuff. And it's that one, it's those three hours to which you're like, man, I, whether it's this radio show or watching a game, never thought of that. Um, you, this is going to be painted as David versus Goliath, right? That the Warriors, somehow we've, here's what we've done. It's, a, it's amazing contradiction that we've done. There's a portion of us that says, hey, Kevin Durant joined a 73-win team. Right. How much does regular season matter? Who won the most games in the regular season this year? Maybe the Houston Rockets. How'd that turn out for them? Who won the most games in the regular season any of the last four years in the Eastern Conference? It wasn't LeBron James' team. So if we would all agree that a regular season record is not indicative of greatness and that that Warriors team, while good, while good, also did not win an NBA title. And in order to land Kevin Durant, they had to completely change it. Right? They didn't just lose Harrison Barnes. It was Harrison Barnes and Andrew Bogut and Festus Azili. And several other key bench players. Gone. Now, it didn't matter last year as they only lost one game in the playoffs for the finals. Two games overall in the playoffs and counting the finals. Didn't matter. Uh, But now, when you're this top heavy and you're down a man without Andre Godala, that gets exposed. As opposed to the Cleveland Cavaliers, who 
Look, they're down a man from last year. They don't have Kyrie Irving. And last year it wasn't good enough. And I'm going to start, but before I get to why I think the Cavaliers absolutely have a shot, I'm going to tell you that I don't, I don't expect them to win. But I've also been watching sports long enough to know that when everyone, everyone, oh, this is over. This is, hold on a second now. The three-point shot is the ultimate equalizer. And if we've seen one thing from Golden State, while, while their explosiveness is unbelievable, there are moments of stagnation, moments of dysfunction, frankly, at both ends of the floor. And they literally only have three guys that can score. Those three guys can really score. But they only have three guys. Now, you might say to yourself, self, the Cavaliers only have one guy that can score. Is that true? Is it? Because the truth is the Cleveland Cavaliers have what you'd call two perennial all-stars. One is a superstar in LeBron James. The other one is Kevin Love, who by my estimation could have played the other night, but of course was held out because because we want to have a similar uh, concussion protocol to football from a from basketball when it's not really nearly as necessary. I'm not saying somebody should play while they're concussed, but the recovery time is far different when you're going into a sport that isn't a collision-based sport like football. So w- what about w- what about the, the 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 Cavs? Because if you actually look, you're like, wait. Jordan Clarkson actually averaged 12 and a half points a game. Jeff Green averaged 11 points a game. Rodney Hood averaged 11 points a game. Now, Kevin Love was a 17 point a game guy. J.R. Smith's a nine. The idea, the, the interesting part about this team is the Golden State Warriors like to still hold up that banner, strength in numbers, right? They don't have numbers. They got a three they got a three man offensive team, a four man team total right now. They got nobody else that can help them. They are top heavy like Morgana. You guys remember Morgana? Is that too dated a reference? Music, if I say Morgana, do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Oh, of course I don't. <laughs> you have no idea what Morgana is? <laughs> no idea. She used to have some double Z's. She used to come waddling out of the stands and come kiss. Like her oh, thing was, okay, yeah, they she would did, come uh, kiss the athlete. They did that uh, thirty for thirty on her, or something like that, right? They, did they? Wasn't aware of that. Wasn't aware of that. Um. And 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 look, the Cavs defense, Cavs defensive rating in the regular season twenty ninth out of thirty. Their offensive rating is fifth out of thirty. Uh, they're middle of the pack in terms of space uh, and pace. So how could they possibly beat the Golden State Warriors? Well, look, it's not easy to guard Kevin Durant, but this Cavaliers team actually has better personnel, better personnel than previous teams. Between Larry Nance and Rodney Hood, LeBron James, heck, even uh, Sede uh, Osman, who's six foot eight, all could spend time guarding him. Whereas in the past, it was simply LeBron, and LeBron couldn't do both. Can't lead you in scoring and guard Kevin Durant. And that's why in the fourth quarter last year, all except for one game, he got completely lit lit up by Kevin Durant and he himself had nothing left in the tank. 
but you now have other bodies that you can throw at KD. And the blueprint has been shown to you by Oklahoma City that gave Golden State trouble in the regular season and by Houston and even a little bit by New Orleans. You don't guard two other guys and you're super physical with with, uh, guys on the ball. I think, honestly, their biggest problem is going to be they don't have a good matchup for Steph Curry. George Hill can't really guard anybody. Jordan Clarkson can't really guard anybody. Like, those feel like really... Whereas in the Rockets series, in the Rockets series, Steph had to get a big guy on him. You know, I mean, he he lit up Ryan Anderson a couple times last night. Ryan Anderson's knee buckled on him last night. In this series, he can go right at who's guarding him. And, you know, you can use JR can guard, can guard Clay Thompson. And then offensively, it's no different from what the Rockets were trying to do, which is spread everybody out around their lead ball handler. If you help, LeBron James will find you, and they'll shoot threes. The one difference which is better than the Rockets is that, that one, LeBron can catch, everybody can catch their breath because LeBron can score in the post, and Kevin Love can score a little bit in the post. Like, I actually think this gonna got a chance to be a pretty good series. I still think the Warriors are going to win. But if Andre Godala doesn't play, they're a really top-heavy roster. And they really don't have anybody else that can score. And the Cavaliers are, in fact, constructed better to guard a Kevin Durant. And they actually have their strength in numbers. In numbers of bodies that they can use. Whether they use them or not, that's up to Ty Lu. My guess would be if he's smart, he'll use instead of so many of these coaches, they wait till like game five and game six, like, oh yeah, I got a bench. Now I should play other players. Should use them in game one and game two, hoping that three and four, when you go back home, you're rested. The Warriors aren't as good. The Warriors have one of those bad halves or two. You win a game, you win two games, you win two games, you got a series. Last night, uh, music when you were watching, who were you rooting for? Even if you, I'm not talking rooting with a pom pom. Who are you rooting? For? <laughs> uh, I was. I wanted the Warriors to win. I, I, I definitely would like to see if LeBron can sort of get his quote unquote revenge, and I'd like to be able to see him if he is going to get another title to be able to take down the Warriors. And now I am fine after this season, no longer seeing a Cavaliers Warriors Part Five, if you will. <clears throat> I love when people mischaracter. Sean McClintock. Uh, here's a great one. This is, you tell me if this is what you heard. Gottlieb shows always trying to overvalue LeBron's teammates and devalue the opponent to make his LeBron take legit. Currently saying Golden State will be outmanned by the Cavs in the finals. I think that in the first time in the history of Twitter, that is someone who actually thinks you're a LeBron homer. No, no, no. I, he thinks, no, no, he thinks that I'm, I'm a LeBron hater. Look, listen to it again. Ad Gottlieb show always trying to to overvalue LeBron's teammates and devalue the opponent to make his LeBron take legit. Ah, okay. Currently saying Golden State will be outmanned by the Cavs in the finals. Mm. No. Yeah, no. I'm trying to paint a path to victory for the Cavs, who will be a prohibitive underdog, right? They still have LeBron, who's going to give them between 25 and 35 to 40 just about every night, right? Nights in which he's, he has it and he's got a chance, he's going to go for 35. Nights in which he doesn't, he's going to go for 25, he's going to shut it down early to, 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 uh, to catch his breath. 
But they have all of those other three-point shooters that can spread the court just the way that Houston did. A different style of offense, but they're still going to attack Steph Curry, make Steph Curry guard the ball, try and wear him down that way. They're still going to be physical with Kevin Durant and have more bodies outside of LeBron James to guard Kevin Durant. And, you know, the story with Clay, Clay Thompson's just don't let him get going. Make him dribble, don't let him get going. And help off of the two non-scores that the Warriors have. But that in Sean McClintock is in no way, apparently he can't hear. He was listening, but he can't hear. Ramos, who were you rooting for last night? I actually was rooting for the Rockets because I actually want to see a team with the home court advantage win the home game <laughs> in their actual arena. But that did not happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I had the war, uh, the uh, Rockets. And I agree with you. And you, I told Ryan, you said something on your Twitter. I think it was a couple of days ago where you said, just sit back for two hours, right, after you're done watching the game and, and take it all in before you say something. Just kind of take everything in a little bit. And I think that was a good point because all I saw yesterday on Twitter was, ah, series is over. Warriors in four. This will be a walkover. And you actually have a thought-provoking argument right there that, yeah, I do think the Warriors are going to win, but it's not going to be a walkover. It's going to be tougher than you think. That's all. Yeah, honestly, the the Rockets series played out similarly to how I thought. I thought the Warriors would win in six, but I didn't know Iguodala would get hurt. I also didn't know Chris Paul would get hurt. I thought, if you guys remember, I said, there's going to be a game to which the Rockets hit everything, and they're going to be unbeatable. There's going to be a game which the Warriors hit everything, and they're unbeatable. And then I think there's, you know, one game to which the the Warriors were a little bit better, and then there's a couple of very, very close ones. Um, I thought it would be, I thought they'd win in six, especially after winning the first game. Didn't know that they would, they, they choked at home. They just did. They choked at home. Um, but for this one, look, the Warriors have lost to worst teams in the playoffs this year, right? That, that Spurs team was not great and they lost to them. That Pelicans team was not great and they lost to them. So if we use that, if we use that as the, will they lose to the Cavs? With LeBron, the likelihood is, yeah, they'll lose at least a game. And I think that there's a chance they lose two games to him. If you lose two games, we got ourselves a series. Because we saw that Kevin Durant at times didn't react well. Here's one other thing about it. Who played well last night and who played who played okay, well, and great last night of the big three for the Warriors? Don't look at any stats. Ryan Music, who do you think, tell me who you thought played the best, who played uh, good, good, very good, and who played just okay? Out of Clay, Steph, and Durant? Yep. Uh, go Dur- Durant the best, followed by Steph, then Clay. Yeah, that's what you thought. You thought, okay. Um, Ramos, what do you think? Well, except for the fourth quarter, I thought Durant played the best, but I, if I just had the entire game, I'd say Steph, Clay, Durant. Okay. Uh, Dan Byer, what do you think? <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry, he's doing, an, he's doing an update. If you look at the stats, Kevin Durant had 34. He shot above 50% from two, 11 for 21. He was 5 of 11 from three, 7 for 10 from line. Missed three free throws in the first quarter, which was weird. Five rebounds, five assists, three blocks. As opposed to Steph, 10 of 22, so slightly lower field goal percentage. 7 of 15, similar from three, made two more threes. Had nine rebounds, all defensive rebounds. Had uh, 10 assists, but had five turnovers. Had four steals and only had one block. You would say, if you looked at those stats, like Kevin Durant was a little bit more efficient, he was a little bit better. 
That was one of the best games I've seen Steph Curry ever play at both ends of the floor. But the stats don't necessarily align with that. I thought Klay Thompson was outstanding. The problem with Klay Thompson was he got into foul trouble. But he Klay Thompson only hit three threes. Didn't it seem like he hit like six or seven? Doesn't, right? Like, man, he's got like seven threes. Like, he's got three. And he had that one where he his foot on the line. The point is that the stats are not always indicative of how the game goes. And anybody who simply does box score watching and says like, oh, I give you last night's game as a prime example. Anthony Slater covers the Warriors for the Athletic. We'll get to him in a second. The road ahead is bound to take some unexpected turns. Farmers Insurance can help you understand your coverage options. With our practical knowledge gained from more than 90 years of experience, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Find an agent at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Why the discord? Why the dysfunction? Why the... Why getting down 15 points seems to be the norm now, not the exception for the Warriors? You'll find out upcoming next. But first, you know, if you use True Car, you can easily find the car that you want. Say you're looking for a vehicle. What, what's the hardest part about it, right? I want to know exactly what I'm going to pay for exactly what car I'm going to buy. I want to know the color, I want to know the interior, I know the options. I want to know all the accessories. I want to know what the final walkaway price is. And oh yeah, by the way, if I could figure out what everybody else paid so that I could pay a little bit less, I'd think I was getting a deal. Well, problems are solved. We give you true price from True Car. Now you can know what a fair price is. There are over 3 million cars that are sold to True Car users by the True Car Certified Dealer Network. There are over 15,000 True Car Certified Dealers nationwide. True Car users can save on average over 3,000 off MSRP. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car. You'll enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Remember, True Price from True Car gives you exactly what you're going to pay and what other people paid for the exact same car. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice price. True Car shows what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I had fun watching yesterday's game, but man, I'll tell you what, if you were a hardcore Warriors fan and you saw them pointing at each other and completely uh, looking discombobulated against the pressure in the first half, you had to at least be worried. And then if you didn't turn on early in the third quarter, you're like, wait, what, what? What exactly just what just happened? Anthony Slater covers the Warriors for the Athletic. He joins us on the Doug Gottlieb show. Um, I like I can put point to them not playing hard and and Houston being super physical, getting some calls, being allowed to lay all over uh, the Warriors. But the the Warriors looking so passive and so dysfunctional. Why, why does this keep happening in the first half? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's really been all season. Um, it's kind of the script. I don't know if it's the habits they've built, um, but it's just it's kind of their default button. Um, and it's it's just I can't believe it was in the game seven in Houston. But there's a reason they even got to a game seven in Houston, and it was because of uh, stuff like that happened early this series, and and even dating back to the season. And it's, they've only won 58 games this year, and I know that sounds like a great NBA season, but that's probably about 10 fewer than they should have won. Uh, they had maybe 30 wins this season where they didn't play well. So uh, it's just kind of been built, built up over time. And uh, and also credit to Houston. I mean, that, that physical play you kind of mentioned, uh, it had really been getting to them all series. Their offense hadn't been that great really uh, at all. I think that their rating was around the 108 mark. So, uh, you know, credit to Houston. But it's 
kind of a weird spot for the Warriors, but at the same time, look, they're going to these finals as massive favorites and, and probably going to win another title. Pro- they, they, they probably will. Um, okay, there's a bunch of things here kind of to, to dive into. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. This is the voice of Anthony Slater. Of course, he's covered the Warriors for years. He joins us here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Durant said something after the game, which was strange, right? Uh, that there could be some changes on both teams. And there was that time to which Steve Kerr handed over the whiteboard late in the season because he said they needed a different voice. Are we sure he's going to come back next year, that that Kerr would be the guy that would come back next year? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Steve's going to come back. I mean, they've already talked uh, contract extensions with him. Uh, The owner's gone on record. The GM's gone on record. And Steve is saying that that they're all going to come back. The only thing that would maybe, uh, I think, change that is is Steve's health, which, you know, it is not great, and I'm not sure it'll ever be great again because of what happened with that botched surgery a few years back. But uh, everything publicly they've talked about and behind the scenes, uh, Kerr's kind of the guy that'll be leading this thing moving forward. I mean, uh, as far as what players are going to come back, I still think, uh, you know, Kevin is a free agent. Uh, He has gone on the record saying he's 100% coming back too. So especially if they had lost last night, maybe things are different, but – uh, I still think all the major players are back. Okay, so um, let's get to this series. I do think it can be a series. And and here's my logic as to why. First, we've seen at least one clunker from the Warriors every series with inferior teams, right? That Spurs yeah. group wasn't good. Um, and, and look, without Iguodala, it's four on five. I mean, Jordan Bell made a couple defensive plays, but he's lost. Looney's a non-offensive player. Livingston's just, he played actually pretty well last night, but he can only play 20 or so minutes and he can't shoot. So that, that court shrinks all up. And then you, you have more numbers that can guard Durant this year on the Cavs roster. And they have kind of a, a dissimilar style, but the similar idea, which is play through one guy. If you're going to help or double team, he'll find three point shooters. So there is at least for the Cavs offense and matching up with Durant, it should be better than last year. No. Yeah, but the, the the thing that's different to me with this, you know, between Houston and, and what they're about to face is just the Cavs' defense. I, I mean, Houston stayed in this series with the Warriors because uh, they really bother them offensively. I mean, Houston didn't. Yeah, I know Houston's this incredible scoring team, but they only had I think a ninety-nine uh, offensive rating in the series. Uh, they held the Warriors down. I just Cleveland can play a switching style, but instead of PJ Tucker and you know Trevor Ariza and all these guys switching on them, suddenly it's you know. Jeff Green and Kyle Korver and George Hill. and I mean, a few of those guys have been okay defensively, but they had the second-worst defensive rating in the league this season. They weren't really that great in the playoffs. Uh, LeBron James, the, the burden that's been on him is kind of uh, offensively, I think, made it to the point where I don't even think he'll guard Kevin Durant in the series because I don't think they can you know, put that on him while also putting what he's going to have to do offensively. I think... You know, Cleveland can attack the Warriors by they'll probably try to target Steph Curry similarly to how Houston did it attack uh, the fifth guy, the Loonies, and and you mentioned the Iguodala absence, which still kind of looms over it all. That's questionable, but uh, I just did this. Uh, Cleveland have enough horses defensively to stay with uh, the Warriors. That's kind of what I question. Yeah, it's a it's a great question to which. You know, I my thing is I do think like Steph Curry doesn't need to get a switch, right? George Hill guards him fine. <laughs> You know, that's uh, they don't. And Jordan Clarkson, he can't guard him either. He doesn't need to find the switches, you know, he, he, whereas against the the Rockets, he did. He had to get Capella, had to get Anderson in order to 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 get him 
uh, to get him going. Uh, what about Iguodala? You know, he's supposedly going to get a second opinion on the knee. When you get a second opinion, usually that means you didn't like the news from the first opinion, right? So how bad is this thing? Well, apparently it's like kind of a deep bone bruise. There might even be some nerve type stuff. And uh, it's just not, you know, he's waking up the next day and it's feeling like it was the day before. It's not healing. And he's been kind of cryptic about it. You know, I was pushing him a little bit yesterday in the locker room. And he always, he's kind of cryptic about everything. But he was saying, uh, you know, I, I was like, are you optimistic you'll play? Like, I'm optimistic I'll be alive tomorrow. And it's just kind of weird stuff like that that makes you think he's not, he actually isn't very optimistic that he's coming back. But he did say, uh, the doctors apparently have told him randomly with a bone bruise like this, maybe he'll wake up tomorrow and suddenly it'll all be gone. Uh, but but it hasn't been. He's frustrated and uh, can't lift his knee, I guess, very well right now, even though it was supposed to be a very minor thing. So I kind of don't think he's going to be back, at least probably not for the, for the start of the series. And uh, that is such a major problem when you're going against LeBron. It, it does seem to be a major, major problem. Um any chance that uh, Draymond Green re- regains his confidence in his shooting? I mean, he just he, – he took five and missed all of them, but he looks – even he- even for Draymond, looks hesitant to shoot him. What's going on with Draymond in his shooting? Uh, so, early in the season, I'd say, I think it was maybe sixth or seventh game, he went up for a block and got undercut by JaVale McGee uh, and, and really hurt his right shoulder. He missed a few games, and then throughout the season, uh, he would sit maybe every, once every – maybe nine or so games, and it, it, the reason was always right shoulder soreness. It, it never kind of fully healed. He had a really bad season shooting the three around, I think, 29-point-something percent. Uh, lingered in the playoffs. He had a he actually hit a few big ones in the Spurs series and Pelican series, uh, but I think two of 17 overall was what he just went in those West Finals. And uh, he, If he wanted, he could shoot a wide-open three every time. I mean, defenses hand it to him, and uh, as you mentioned, the confidence isn't there and the accuracy hasn't been there. And I, I see no reason to believe he's suddenly going to come out and just start sniping them. Um, okay, so you totally disagree with my idea that it could be a series. Um, it, it's just that Cleveland defense, it, it's its just been so bad this year. And it's been pretty bad in the playoffs uh, overall, too. I mean, I know they just held Boston down in Game 7, but if you watch that game, that was just the Celtics missing a whole bunch of wide-open threes. So, Maybe. I mean, look, if they can come in and steal one of the first ones, as you mentioned, the Warriors, they have duds. They, they'll they probably have at least one dud in this series, so I think you can almost guarantee it'll go five. But uh, I just I can't see them defending. Uh, can you? N- n- yeah, I mean, I can see them not gu- – I can see LeBron guarding KD and pl- – I mean, guarding Draymond and playing in the lane, right? And I can see, you know, Kevin Love guarding whomever else – uh, whoever that fifth guy is, and playing in the lane, and then everybody else just kind of grappling and trying to grab and hold them and be physical. I don't know if that still works, but yeah, I, I mean, I maybe. I think they need Tristan Thompson to have like a surprisingly good series as like a rim protector and offensive rebounder, almost to play like Capella did, because uh, Capella gave the Warriors problems. But it, to me, it's just the every possession defensive commitment. That's what shocked me and impressed me about Houston, where it wasn't just, oh, you had a really good defensive possession. It was like almost every possession they were really locked in, and there's just nothing. Just like there's no reason for us to believe that the Warriors will have four straight really great games because they haven't shown it all year. Yeah. There's no reason to believe Cleveland will commit every possession defensively because they haven't all year. Uh, what, so what what happened with KD there? He hit some big shots down the stretch. He was he was in a weird place where he wasn't coming to the ball, and they're yelling at him in the first half. And then you know after the game, I I read where he said you know sometimes you want it too much and. I struggle with it in, uh, you know, in the middle of this series. Like, what, what happened with Kevin 
mentally during this series? He's a guy that very much gets in his head about stuff, and so he had the start of the series where he was killing the Rockets in isolation, went 37 points, 38 points. I uh, thought that was going to be his entire series. Uh, really kind of got stuck in this, like, wanting to attack Houston in isolation. Then he gets heavily criticized for it. Uh, his the, the entire Warriors offense was kind of screwed up by the fact that they were getting dragged into that kind of offense. And then suddenly he was weighing his head about it. He had a couple zero assist games. Uh, I think it leaked over defensively and hurt him. He was terrible defensively in the first half of game six, just leaving a bunch of uh, Rockets three-point shooters. Even last night, I mean, he, he stops boxing out. I think that was a major reason that uh, Houston got a bunch of offensive rebounds. But this just kind of is Kevin Durant. He's a guy, uh, especially deep in intense type situations like this, that, that gets in his head. But at the same time, he, uh, the talent sometimes pulls himself out of it. And he scores 34 points last night on 11 to 21. So you're like, that's a great game. But there's also those weird moments throughout it. Yeah, really, really weird moments. And that's where I, I actually, before you joined us, Anthony, I said, hey, if you look at the box score, Kevin Durant played great. But really, there was a good portion of that game where he was kind of in a weird space. But, you know, then he, you know, he's the ultimate weapon to where you you can't stop his jump shot. When he posts up, he gets pushed off his spot, but it doesn't seem to matter. He just up and shoots over you because he has such a high release and kind of that's that. And so I, I statistically he had a good game. He did play better defense in the second half, but he wasn't. I thought I thought that was as good as Steph can play. You know, he missed some finishes around the hoop that he'd probably like back, but he competed on the boards. He competed defensively. And man, he made some big shots and big plays. Yeah, I mean, look, the mental aspect is a huge part of sports, and I think sometimes it kind of screws with Kevin Durant a little bit. Uh, always has. I mean, go back to the Oklahoma City days. Um, but, you know, the talent is also a major aspect, and he's shown that. I mean, he's, to me, kind of the opposite of Clay Thompson. What makes Clay Thompson great a lot of times is it's like almost like he just – he's not even thinking out there. He's just kind of being his robotic self. Uh, Kevin Durant's always thinking, and he's, you know, maybe on defense he's thinking about the missed shot he had two possessions earlier, and, and then suddenly P.J. Tucker is getting inside position and boxing him out. Uh, it's just stuff like that, and that's why you will always see Draymond Green is in his ear all game. They basically handed that assignment to Draymond Green since Kevin Durant's been here. Get in Kevin Durant's uh, brain all game. Make sure he's where he needs to be. Uh, and it may look like, yeah, does Draymond like, hate Durant? He's out there yelling at him, but no, he's just kind of uh, supposed to lead him uh, mentally to where he's supposed to go. Great stuff. Anthony Slater, check out his stuff. One on Twitter, two in The Athletic, which is an unbelievable website with tremendously talented writers like Anthony. Thanks so much for joining us, Anthony. Yep, thanks for having me. All right, let's get to... Um, uh, let's. Uh, we'll get to Dan Byer one second. Cars are not like sports. you got to have the right tools if you want to go far. Luckily, well, cars are a lot like sports. Sorry. Can we do that again? Sure. Why not, right? Cars are a lot like sports. you got to have the right tools if you want to go far. Luckily, AutoZone has a free loaner tool program with over 100 specialty tools to get the job done right. So stop in today. Deposit is required. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Let's bring in Dan Beyer. What do you got? Those Cavaliers are on their way to Oakland to face the Warriors at Game 1 of the NBA Finals starting on Thursday night. But before they left Cleveland, Cavs head coach Teron Liu says that Kevin Love remains in concussion protocol and is questionable to play in Game 1 on Thursday night. One other note to pass along, NBA draft-wise, Villanova's Dante DiVincenzo is going to forego his remaining two years of eligibility and stay in the 2018 NBA draft. So, so after he foregoes, did he forewent? Um, I'm yep, yeah, maybe so. That's a good question. 
These are the things I wanted. These are the things that keep me up at night. <laughs> the uh, Golden Knights went up 1-0 on the Capitals in the Stanley Cup final. Capitals forward Tom Wilson, though, not expected to be suspended, according to ESPN, for his hit on Golden Knights winger Jonathan Marceau in last night's 6-4 yeah, I have a Vegas question victory. about. I, I have a question about that hit. Was it an illegal hit? Um, I don't think it was illegal. I think it was super late. But shouldn't super yeah. late be illegal? Um, Yeah, I mean... I, I guess I that, that was the, my, the form I, of it. Like I didn't think that that was. I thought it was oh, okay. just more of like the timing of it. It was. It, it was a cheap shot, right? It was. It yeah. was an illegal cheap shot. I guess is my question. Yeah, that's what I think. It okay. Yeah, it was, but no suspension according to reports uh, out of Vegas. Seahawks have signed wide receiver Brandon Marshall to a one-year deal. 34-year-old played just five games for the Giants last year. Odell Beckham Jr. Speaking of the Giants, expected to be cleared pretty soon from his broken ankle. That's according to head coach Pat Shermer. Doug, back to you. All right, great stuff from Dan Byer. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Interesting perspective on the Warriors. I do think, and I, I said this, I do think, look, the bench is a little bit of a bridge here. You know, you got Looney, who I know is a restricted free agent. McCaw, of course, has been injured, but a former second-round pick who they really like. And if he can stay healthy, he could be a rotation player. Jordan Bell, who's gotten to play more than they probably wanted to play him. And then you got those old guys that they couldn't use in this series and big guys they couldn't use in this series. So I I do think that the Warriors could have a revamped bench. The question becomes, you know, look, look, if, if Iguodala is injured at this time of year and if you can't put Livingston in the starting lineup or play Livingston more than 25 minutes, you're going to have to find a fifth starter. Going to have to find one. Clay Travis thinks last night was the biggest choke in NBA history. I'll give you my thoughts next. Online shopping can be confusing. Well, not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Just that simple fact. When I want something. Uh, Every day at this time, we like to play for you a portion of a show you might have heard earlier today on Fox Sports Radio or seen on TV on Fox Sports 1. We call it. And now. (laughs) Cars are like sports. You got to have the right tools if you want to go far. Luckily, AutoZone is the free loan tool program with over 100 specialty tools to get the job done right. Stop in today. Deposit is required. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Clay Travis thinks last night was the world's biggest choke job. Take a listen. Based on Houston's season-long three-point percentage at 36.2, the chances of them missing 27 in a row would have been 186,220 to 1. That is unbelievable to even think about in a Game 7. I think you can make a legitimate argument that this is the biggest choke job by any team in the history of the entire NBA. When you think about it, Game 7 at home, and you go 1 for 30 down the stretch and miss 27 consecutive uh, shots, from a pure odds maker perspective, the odds of them missing 27 in a row would have been 186,220 to 1. I think you could make a legitimate argument, and in fact, I would. This is the biggest choke job we've ever seen in the history of the NBA. 
Yeah, listen, uh, again, that's from an odds maker's perspective. That's It's a very important distinction that he throws out there. Because the reality of it is, as I told you to start the show, like, look, uh, was it pressure breaks pipes? There was pressure. So that does, if, if you perform at a, lo- at, a, at a rate that is far lower because of the pressure of the moment, that's like the, the dictionary definition of choking. But it was also, hey, you're not playing one on none, right? You're not playing five on zero. There's defense involved. And for the most part, Golden State, those were contested shots, some even bad shots. Now, there were some good ones, but you're not going to make all the good ones. Remember, 36% isn't 36% of every shot. It's 36% of each shot individually. Um, so that's the problem with likelihoods is it it doesn't, you know, you're, you're talking about um, – you're talking about things that, that don't have it's it's sports taking place in a vacuum and sports doesn't play take place in a vacuum it takes place inside a TV set. We all know that. Um, so it was bizarre. Was there some choking? Sure. Sure. I mean, Trevor Reza, O of 12, like that's not good, but some of that is pressure. Some of that is also, he didn't get that many good looks. Some of that is, the fact that he has to play a ton of defense on the other end. And some of it is sometimes when you start missing, it, it goes through a team like the flu, right? It just becomes bad mojo and no one thinks it's going to go in. Stats aside, I wouldn't equate it that much to choking as much as a style that I think doesn't stand up over a seven game series. Richard Jefferson, a former teammate of, of uh, one LeBron James had this to say about how he must look at LeBron today. Well, I think early in his career, he focused so much on making the right play, passing to the open guy. That was one of the biggest arguments for him. Like, oh, you got to take this shot. you got to take this shot. I think as he became a better basketball player, which was hard for people to fathom that, that at 24, he was probably the best basketball player, maybe 25 the best basketball player, that he was going to keep getting better and better. I think he's become a better, more competent player in his jump shot and his ability in the shots that he wants. And I think that's what people are seeing, the clutchness now. You know, that's what they're seeing. Early on in his career, he was trying to be a Magic Johnson, trying to be, I'm going to make the right play. I don't care if it's 30 seconds to go. If that man has an open shot, that's the right play. I think now he just feels more comfortable, you know, in that moment. I completely agree he feels more comfortable in that moment. Anyone can see he's more comfortable in that moment. But is he more comfortable in that moment because he's more comfortable in the moment? Or is he more comfortable in the moment because he's playing against inferior competition? That's the problem with it. Right? So let's see. That's the, the, the issue with LeBron is going, this is a no-lose, really a no-lose for him. He's not expected to win any games. They win a game. Hey, we stole a game off him. If we win the series, it's going to be considered a great upset. I don't think it's as great an upset if Iguodala doesn't play. Even with Iguodala, it's a very top-heavy team, but it would still be an upset without Kyrie Irving. What I what I do honestly believe, though, is even if the results don't show you, even if the Cavs lose, you'll know LeBron James' level of comfort in his jump shot. That was the big thing. As much as we can, yes, uh, LeBron, I mean, uh, Jordan would take shots, bad shots, occasionally force things. He was the opposite, where he had to learn to pass 
as opposed to LeBron learning to shoot in big situations. So, sure, sometimes LeBron wouldn't take bad shots. But right now, he's not, he's not been double teamed. So there's not a moment, and he, until developing this kind of fadeaway, both at the block and the step back from three, he didn't really have a go-to offensive move. But the bigger thing was against Dallas, against San Antonio, hell, even, and, and people want to say game seven, he was great against San Antonio. Game six, he was bad. He didn't trust his jump shot. And in the, his final year in Miami, he didn't trust his jump shot. And San Antonio would, would dare him to shoot those mid-range pull-ups, even some contested threes or threes, especially going to his right hand. And sometimes he'd take the bait and miss, and sometimes he wouldn't. And he, like Kevin Durant, was in self-check a little bit. I think he's out of it, but I won't know until we watch him in this series. What does the fuck say? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Um, I didn't watch the entire hockey game last night, but I did watch the introductions, and I did watch like the pre... It's like a show, right? Did you watch any of the hockey music? Be honest with me. You know what, Doug? I'm going to be honest with you. Of course I did not. Ramos? I watched the last five minutes of the third period. And? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I, I watched the Capitals miss a wide-open six-on-five. Uh, they pulled the goalie, and they had a beautiful one shot, and he just missed it. and It would have tied the game at five, and then... The Golden Knights went down and scored an empty netter to make it 6-4. It, does, it, it it had so many things that I'm kind of into, right? It had Alex Ovechkin. It's got this Vegas story. They actually scored, right? Like, watching a one nothing hockey game, like, oh, God. Oh, God. But I was watching hoops. Just going to be. And most of America's watching hoops. Don't want to diminish what the Knights are doing, but it's just hard when it's up in direct competition. Now, the next game is not until, what, Wednesday? So they won't be directly competing against one another because the finals don't start till Thursday. So tomorrow is game two of the hockey and uh, finals game one is not until Thursday, Thursday and then Sunday. And the hockey is the, set, the next game, I think, is uh, is Saturday night. Right. There you go. Um, last night was remember last year in baseball. I told you that that was a win for tanking. Right. The Houston Astros tank. Becomes a win for tanking. Last night was a loss for analytics. But but not the analytics that you would think. Not the shooting three-point shots and getting layups you would think. I'll explain next in the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I'm struggling with this one. Okay, struggling with something here. And uh, I'm going to need your help on it. Okay? Going to need your help on it. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. Um, in all honesty, are you fired up about Cavs Warriors 4? Cavs Warriors 4. Are you fired up about it? Um, look, uh, I, I don't know who feels worse. Uh, Chris Paul, honestly, Kyrie might obviously feel worse. I, I, I think Kyrie sort of proved his point, but not really. 
Kyrie clearly didn't enjoy his LeBron James experience and maybe what he was thinking is, I don't want to be the last guy in Cleveland when LeBron leaves. But I got to tell you right now, had he stayed, you'd have a, he'd have another shot at the Warriors. Weird part of the Kyrie story was, remember Kyrie wasn't there Sunday, game seven? Like, where was he? Like, oh, he had nasal surgery. On Memorial Day weekend? He had a deviated septum, which... A lot of us who play basketball, you break your nose, whatever. Like, he had elective surgery on Memorial Day weekend or right before the end of this incredible series? That's either a BS excuse or just the dumbest, dumbest timing I've ever heard. Ever. Um, But obviously, Chris Paul probably feels worse, right? I mean, here he moves his family. He gives up on the Clippers, which it felt like their run or their their shot was uh, was over. And he goes to the Rockets. He did have an injury plague season, and his hamstring won't let him go last night. And he watches his team kick away a fifteen point lead, miss twenty seven straight three point shots. Twenty seven straight which has been calculated by some people to be one in 72,000 chance that that happened. Here's the thing. This is not a war on analytics. Analytics are valuable. Math is important. Math and being exact in your math. I'll give you an example. Um, For a long time, I've done the, you know, take a stride, it's a yard type of thing. You ever done that? I go, how far is it? I pretend like it's a pitching mound. Take a stride. So yesterday, my wife was questioning my stride length. Well, that's not that's not a yard. Yeah, it is. Look, look, take a step. Take a big step. That's a yard. She measured it. Wasn't close. Right. The math actually is important, and understanding that guys shoot a better percent, better percent from three, um, from the corner, that threes are more valuable, and if you shoot, you know, thirty three percent from three as opposed to anything below 50% from two in the same volume of shots, anything about 33%, you're better off shooting threes. The math would tell you that. That's why they do effective field goal percentage. The problem with analytics is that when it's solely based upon, hey, three is more than two, that's where we get our flaw. You have to calculate in things that are Impossible to calculate. Pressure, defense, fatigue, balance, rhythm, self-confidence. All of these things cannot be calculated on a sheet. And you say, well, listen, they all essentially are calculated sheet. You take a massive sample size in. No, 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 no. That's not the way it works in actual sports. It's, it's like the idea a wide-open three has always been thought a wide-open three is a better shot than a contested three. But some guys mentally can't shoot wide open. Some guys mentally have to have a guy running. LeBron James is a perfect example of this, kids. People talk all the time now about, well, LeBron James, now he's clutch. He's making these game-winning shots. He's not dribbling, 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 and think about what he's going to do. It's just reaction. And when you just react, you're overall an immense amount of skill in the hundreds of thousands of hours and shots you've put up 
take over. When you have to think about it, man, it's a little more difficult. Some guys don't shoot as well when they're wide open. It does feel like Steph Curry, if you challenge him on those step backs, right? If you if you try and get up in his air, if you get in his airspace, it's one thing. But if you just jump at him, he shoots it a little higher, a little softer, and it always goes in. Whereas when he's wide open, sometimes I feel like, man, he's wide open, it's not a good thing. He needs a little bit of pressure. He needs to be sped up. It doesn't happen for him. Um, so last night's loss is not a loss for analytics from the idea of shooting threes. It's a loss for analytics for the idea of this. I mean, look, this is what happened with, um, with the University of Oklahoma. When you have one guy who so dominates the ball, his usage rate is so incredibly high, that one guy will wear down. And the rest of the guys, oftentimes, they feel more pressure because they're not feeling the ball. They're not touching the ball. All they're doing is catching and shooting it. And you start missing, and it's like the fluid goes through the team. I I totally understand the math of why it's smarter to get layups and threes. But you know what? A good mid-range pull-up jump shot. A good post-up turnaround that's going to go in 75, 80% of the time. And the ability, when you throw the ball in the post, for everybody on your team to catch their breath and not have to dribble around and not have to move. All those things are important. I thought last night also was a win for conditioning uh, and a loss for fatigue. But part of this also comes down to how you play. If you play a style to which you're really extending yourself defensively, and Houston really did extend themselves defensively, but you're also putting so much of the pressure on one guy to create shots. Take a listen. Kevin Durant, a lot smarter basketball player than many people would think. Take a listen to what he said about James Harden. They came out with a lot of energy there at home. They hit some shots early. We knew at some point they'd tire out. I mean, James dribbled so much each possession. I know at some point he'll, he'll wear down. And, uh, you know, we was going at him on the defensive side of the ball as well. Yeah, we're going at him on defense. He's dribbling the ball on offense. He's going to get tired. And so all those stats that tell you he's a 35% plus three-point shooter, that goes out the window when you're super tired. That don't matter. Doesn't matter. And I don't even think James Harden knew what hit him. Just in that second half, our pace wasn't there. That third quarter, I was trying to get the guy, you know, come on, let's go. Let's go. It's, it's, it's time. We just didn't have that extra juice that we needed. I don't know if it was the big minutes. I don't, I don't know what it was, whatever it was. You guys remember when Calvin Borrell won a couple Kentucky Derbies? You guys remember him, Calvin Borrell? Yeah, he'd sit back there in the rail and let all that early speed run, and then he'd just sit there and wait. Wait and wait and wait. Now it's go time. I mean, the, the thing about sports is that it's, you know, your bullpen's important. How would you get to Pedro Martinez? You'd run up his pitch count. Till he got to 100 pitches, different pitcher. And oh, yeah, by the way, here's the parallel to, to basketball. When a pitcher runs out of juice, what's the first thing that happens? They lose accuracy. When a player is running out of gas, what's the first thing that happens with his, with his shot? Loses accuracy. Even in boxing, remember Conor McGregor? Remember all those haymakers that he was taking at Floyd Mayweather? And Floyd Mayweather just let him exhaust himself. 
I thought it was close though, and I thought it was a little early of a stoppage. I get like that when I'm tired. I get a little wobbly and floaty. Get me into the corner under the cover and I'll come back. I'd like him to hit the floor. I'd like him the ref to, you know what I mean? There's a lot on the line here. He should have let, he should have let me keep going, I thought, but fair play to him. That's exactly what it is, it's fatigue. That's why I thought the ref could have just let it keep going a little. Let me go down. Let the man put me down. Like wobbly and fatigue, that's energy. That's not damage. I'm clear headed. I'm fine, I'm fine. I mean, even James Harden's like, look, I was trying to get them to go. Like, hey, dude, you're tired too. You played right into their hands. The Warriors' offense isn't great, but they move the ball so that there's not any one guy who's overextending himself. And by allowing three different guys to take their turns and five different guys to touch the basketball, or at least four last night, that ball and people movement, while you're still moving, it's not as much concentrated movement. It's not as hard on your body, as hard on your wind, as opposed to what the Rockets did. The Rockets wore themselves out. And so while you can sit there and say one in 72,000 chances you missed 27 threes in a row, what if you're exhausted? Well, if you're exhausted, you're under pressure, and you're playing against a very good defense. Yes, John Ramos. You as being a coach, you coached in this, you know, in the Maccabee games and in general. Should I I, I know that um, Harden was out like the last part of the third quarter before the fourth quarter started. Would you have done something a little bit different as far as resting Harden then, knowing that they're going to be more tired? It's a game seven. Would you have changed as a coach? Should Mike D'Antoni change something or just play your game and whatever happens, happens? Well, look, I, I, I do think they just played their game. I think that's who they are. And they're sitting there going like, hey, look, we just played our game. We were the same us we'd always been. Probably better defensively than they've ever been. Um, yeah, I would have. Look, you got Joe Johnson on the team. You have P.J. Tucker. I know P.J. Tucker's become rebounder, defender, corner shooter. But he was a power forward in college. Like, why not get Steph Curry on a switch with him, throw it into the post, let everybody else catch their breath, and let him go to work? Why not do the same thing for, for Joe Johnson? But you have to establish that earlier in the season, earlier in the playoffs. You got to take a look at a couple of things. Could you have planned for not having Chris Paul? I actually think you could have because they didn't have Chris Paul for a good 25 games of the season because of injury. I think that playing that same way every time, that's a tough way to live. Tough way to live. And and completely avoiding the mid-range pull-up. While the, while the numbers would tell you it's the smart thing, the reality is, there's room for it. Absolutely room for it. All right, David Thorpe is a longtime NBA analyst, also a player development specialist. We'll ask him if last night was, was a loss for analytics. The road ahead is bound to take some unexpected turns. Farmers Insurance can help you understand your coverage options. Uh, with our practical knowledge, gained from more than 90 years of experience. Know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Find an agent at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. What went so wrong for the Rockets? And was it simply a small sample size? Or did the analytics and the style take a hit? We'll discuss upcoming next. But first, you know, when you're snoring, you're not sleeping soundly. And newsflash, no one around you is sleeping soundly. Take it from a guy who's been kicked nudged or booted to the couch at the guest room snoring's no bueno right that's why you need to go to go go to zipa.com that's happy z spelled backwards z-y-p-p-a-h.com zipa is a solution that's comfortable affordable effective it eliminated it eliminates snoring when you go to bed with zipa you wake up with happy z's 
Remember, snoring is not sleeping or sleeping soundly. If you or anyone you know snores, hand raised, dog's hand is raised, you need to get to Zipa. Go to Zipa.com. That's Zipa.com. Zipa is a revolutionary snoring mouthpiece. It's a game changer. If you're sleeping in separate bedrooms, you need to get a Zipa. Go to Zipa, Z-Y-P-P-A-H.com. Happy Z spelled backwards. And if you use the promo code SNORE66, you get free shipping. That's Zipa, Z-Y-P-P-A-H.com. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice price. True Car shows what other people paid for the car you want, so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I never think it's one thing or, or you know, like, we always say, well, it's it's the pressure, you know, or got to be just one thing. I, I think pressure played a, a factor. I don't think there's pressure in you're playing a game and you have an open shot and you miss it. And you're like, oh, now that I missed that shot in the second quarter, we're going to lose the Western Conference playoffs. Like, that's, that's not how the human mind works. But do I think that once you've missed, boy, I don't even think you tracked that you missed 27 in a row. But when you're playing a game, your team's like, man, we just keep missing threes. We can't buy a bucket. Well, that you feel. And you watch the score go from 15 up to now we're three back. Now we're five back. Now we need, well, that 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 changes things. That puts some more pressure on. But I also think fatigue plays a factor. Defense plays a factor. How you If you catch a ball cleanly, if you rush it in that one shot, plays a factor. Let, let's welcome in David Thorpe, who's a longtime NBA analyst. He's a personal player development coach as well. He joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, what do you attest the 27 consecutive missed threes to? Well, you're not stupid with what you said, Doug. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, 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 there is consequences involved with the action, and those players are aware of those consequences to some degree. Uh, I happen to think Golden State went to send the three better than any team in the league. I, I mean, I think they, they have the record for most blocked shots and the best contestant group from the three-point line, I mean. And then I thought that they – I thought Boston made the same mistake the night before, actually – where I thought they felt like, well, we can't keep missing them, so let's keep chucking them. And that's where I thought really, and I'm friendly with, with Daryl Morey. I'll, I'll be texting with him after a couple of days of mourning. And I'm, that's really going to, my message to him is going to be, uh, your guys kept thinking, well, the odds are with us, and they stopped taking quality shots. And the Golden State deserves great credit for that. But Houston also let themselves down by slowing the game down and being forced to shoot late in the clock, where Golden State could contest real well and they couldn't shot take attack because the clock was coming up. So I thought it was a combination, like you were saying, of a lot of things happening at once. I, I also thought fatigue was a factor. Um, you yeah, know, playing playing a short bench the last couple of games really hurt them. And then, you know, the style by which they play, it's, it's I know, like, look, we look at the raw stats, and you're like, well, Golden State shot way more threes in this game than they do on average during the year. You know, why weren't they tired? And my my hypothesis is, is, is along this lines. When Golden State is at its best, at least the ball moves a little bit, so it's not one guy getting worn out, right? Uh, it's yeah. not one guy getting worn out, and when everybody gets touches, not one guy is worn down. Whereas Houston, one, they were playing a lot harder than they normally do defensively. They were really getting after it and playing super physical yeah. defensively, playing a short bench, 
And then James Harden is attacking and being attacked and overhandling the basketball. And, and that's going to, that's going to wear you down so that the fatigue affects you more than it affects the Warriors. Fair? No, no question. I mean, that's their analysis. That's, that's really what happened. That's, if you probably stole that from Golden State's playbook because they, they all, all along were talking. I, I always say it and watch the and, and you got to read between the lines because they're not going to tip their hand like in poker. But, but you knew that they wanted to wear him down. Just like Houston targeted Curry, uh, the same was happening on the other end. And by the way, Harden has broken down the four, as we know, in the playoffs, which is why, in my opinion, and I tweeted this right away when it happened, they actively sought Chris Paul. They wanted to relieve pressure during the grind of the regular season and save him minutes and possessions where he had to do all the work. But most importantly, in the postseason. And I think what really happened, if you take a macro view of it, which I tried to do when it was over, is Golden State lost their fifth best player, very valuable, Iguodala, but he's the fifth best player. No one would argue that. And Houston lost their second best player. And they lost him at the worst possible in the games. Initially, the teams with Golden State were doing great, and they struggled, and Houston took the lead. And I thought at some point near the end of game five, Golden State figured out how to go ahead and execute their fast-paced half-court offense against Houston's incredibly switchable defense. And right when Golden State was figuring out their offense to get back to what you were just saying with the way they used to play, the combination, I thought, ended the series more or less. David Dorp joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Longtime NBA analyst, writer, uh, a player development specialist as well. It's Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Something interesting that I was just kind of thinking on the fly, which also worked in their favor. By losing Iguodala... It brought Jordan Bell on the floor. It brought Kevon Looney on the floor. Quinn Cook played a little bit more. And whereas when they had Iguodala, Houston was only going at Steph Curry and wearing Steph Curry down. When Iguodala went out, they went at Jordan Bell all the time. They went at Looney all the time. They, they tried to find whoever that fifth guy was. He was not just a weak link offensively that they wouldn't guard. He was the weak link defensively. And that took some of the pressure off Steph Curry. Is that a fair analysis? Yes, it's a great point. And, and what's funny is this, when I was describing the macro view, I, I may have missed the third most important thing, Paul and Iguodala being out or cute. The other thing was, if you had told me before the series was starting that in Game 7, Chris Paul is not going to play and Steph Curry is going to look back to being Steph Curry of old, who in the world would have picked Houston? I don't care where the game was. One reason why Curry started he, you know, when, when people are talking about healthy, not healthy, if you remember early in the series, he wasn't playing great, but he was able to get by Capella some. But all those were vertical straight lines, what I call downhill drive. He was not so quick with the ball side to side to shake people. I thought last night he was for a large portion. I mean, no one does it every possession. He looked to me to be back to being the guy that we all, you know, saw and revolutionized the game. And in very quick amount of time, he can end the game in a sense to give you that lead that, you're not going to probably give up, especially with that with Durant. You can always get a great shot late in the possession when you're protecting a 10-point lead or so. So, yeah, I think that – I mean, I still think they'd rather have the Godala. Uh, I, I know you're not arguing against that. Yeah. And, and But I will argue Godala's offense is suspect. Oh, it's, to- I, it's, to- I, it's totally suspect, but here's the difference yeah. between Iguodala. Iguodala can't shoot, but he, he right. also – he knows he can't shoot. But Iguodala also – one, he'd hit like one a game. But he also knows where he's supposed to be. Jordan Bell can't shoot, and he's a bet, but he's a better athlete than Iguodala. But he's he's no. he's in the way. 
He's just in the way. Like, look, dude, just stand over in the corner, and when your guy leaves you, cut to the basket and catch a lob. Right? Whatever you – or go get in the ghost position below the level of the backboard. He's so busy yeah. trying to do the right thing that he's always in the wrong place, and that's why they're always – they drive, and his man's there, and he's there. Like He's like, ah, sorry. You know, he, he's in the way, yeah. and he doesn't want to be in the way. Yeah, he mucks it up, which is what Cleveland's going to have to do defensively. Uh, they're going to have to muck uh, Iguodala's best gift probably offensively is he finds Curry, I think, better than anyone on their team. And, and that counts for something when Steph gives it up and they start playing with that pace. Uh, he he kind of makes sure, and I hope he does play, of course. I want every team as healthy as possible. He'll, he'll make sure Curry gets his touches in the right spots. And, 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 I mean, I don't think it's a competitive series if both Curry and Durant are, are who they normally are. They, that, that, Draymond, of course, did not play so good last night, but it's a deeply talented player in place and have probably a couple games like normal. He is out of a great postseason average if you look at the totality of a game, but they don't need him to be consistently amazing. They need a couple of games where he's a big reason why they win because they've got other weapons to take care of the other. You don't have to win four of seven. So they, they just got too much defense, too. So when, you, when you look at Golden State, how, how Houston is an amazing team. Really has amazing, but still very good this year when they put in large percentage of the time when he was out. Uh, they're going to go. I thought they were benefited from playing the Pelicans and, and just playing faster. I think they're going to play fast against Cleveland. And, and they know Houston tried to slow them down. And they found a way to speed them up a little bit. The Cleveland's not going to be more successful at that than I think than Houston was. And Golden State still found a way. Okay, so I, 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 can, I can see a way in which Gold, uh, Cleveland can be relatively effective offensively, right? You go to you know LeBron where he takes his time. He gets his mismatch. He gets to his spot. He's got his three-point shooters. What I struggle with was, is uh, I don't know how Cleveland stops anybody. You know, whereas in this series, uh, Steph, for example, had to get a mismatch with Capella or Ryan Anderson, you know, or get a transition jump shot or, or get James Harden to guard him in order to go by somebody. Like George Hill can't guard him. He doesn't need a switch. He doesn't need to have, like I he he just he can't guard Steph. I, I, I it does feel like Cleveland's got a lot of holes defensively. Well, they do, and, they, and give him credit. Uh, David Griffin, I did a podcast with him a few months ago, and he, he predicted they'd be much better in the postseason. Of course, he should know. He knows what's going on. He said, he said Coach Lou gives up the defensive uh, coordinator responsibilities during the regular season, but and that alone changes their look and kind of the dimensions and range of what they can do, and clearly it's made a difference. They're, they're what I think they're just rallying to the ball with much more purpose and, and poise with what they're supposed to do. And they muck that paint up, which is important too. You can't just let guys just drive no problem at all to the rim without some kind of contest. I agree with you, though. Golden State's a, another animal. I mean, well, I, you tweeted this earlier. I think it was you. Boston's just—I mean, they, they beat Toronto not badly. That was a—that was an excellent team that did well against Western Conference teams. But but obviously beating the Pacers and beating Boston without those two All Stars is not the same as what not only Golden State's had to do, but beating Golden State. And the one thing I'll throw out there too, Doug, is defensively for Golden State, I, I think LeBron might average 38 to 42 points a game in this series, and I don't know if they'll break 80 points. I, I, if I'm Golden State, I really think, even compared to Harden, uh, we're going to make him score almost every time and just do our best to take everyone else. I just don't think he, he, can, he can score 50-60, and you're not going to be able to keep Golden State for 85-90 for the point you just made. They just can't do it especially if they get that pace up. So I think LeBron may put up incredible numbers and, and be lucky to win a game. Stug Gottlieb, show Fox Sports Radio. That's the uh, voice of David Thorpe. Uh, in looking forward, where's where's a home 
what do you think LeBron does? And, and I and I say this because I, I just don't know if there's a perfect home. Like, could he go to Houston? Like, yeah, Houston just, it feels like an odd fit there. Um, plus, they're going to have to, compl- I do feel like they'd have to completely change who they are in order to kind of make that work, right? That's that's not that's not who they are. Um, but, I mean, you know, look, you put those three on the court and I'm sure magic would, would at times happen and they'd have to find a bunch of new ancillary pieces because of contracts. You go to the Lakers, maybe. Um, you go to the Sixers, like I don't actually see that one working as much because Simmons can't shoot and needs the ball, and I, I just don't know if he wants to play with that sort of youth. Like I'm trying to find the better fit than Cleveland where he's so well-respected, even if they come up short. What do you think he does? So I, I, I predicted correctly that he was going to Miami. I actually predicted in January of that year. Uh, for reasons I don't have to go into now, but I, I thought he was heading to, to Miami then. I did not think Boss was going. I just thought LeBron was, and I had reasons for it. And then I was wrong when right before he announced going to Cleveland, I, I said publicly, I think he's staying. I couldn't imagine he would leave. Great trip. So, I mean, what do I know? Although I had, I actually talked to people on the team back in, and of course, I don't think he knew. I don't think LeBron knew for sure either way. Right. If, if he looked for the script, Doug, if he looked for that legacy, I think the Knicks make the most sense. Yeah. Not, not just because of the relationship with the head coach, but, and they, and they have a talented player there. Let's face it. No matter where he goes, they're going to be really darn good. Although Boston and Philly can be amazing. And so, and Toronto could be good again. We'll see who they hire. Uh, he, he's got an advantage wherever he goes, but I just think if he can somehow resurrect that franchise who has been so inconsequential for so long, you, if you want, if you ever want to be considered the greatest ever, have a bunch of Knicks fans saying it. So to me, it makes the most sense from a legacy standpoint, but I really think he's going to, he's going to wait and see what the landscape looks like. And I know this, he, he's got to want to get back to three or four more, which is capable of happening because that becomes an incredible number when you think about how many finals they'll have made. I've said the Knicks and Fisdale does make sense. I think that he wanted Fisdale to be the Lakers coach and that wouldn't happen. Uh, I just, boy, you know, who else can't one Przingis has to be back. Right. Right. And then Agreed. two, they, they got to You know, they, they got to find, they got to smooth Noah's contract. They got to get rid of, of Noah. Um, right. and then, and then they got to figure out who else they can get there to go along with what they have remaining. I mean, Cleveland, look what Cleveland did going into this year and then halfway through the season. And here they are again. Again, the, 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 the one variable is uh, the Celtic Sixers should be very, very special next year. At the very least, who may end up with Kawhi or who knows what they get. Paul George, don't sleep on the Raptors. I mean, the East is going to get better, although the West, I think, is loaded. He'd be smart to stay East, in my opinion. Uh, at least get to the finals. That's that's the record I think he really has a chance for. Although he certainly could win six overall. He might this guy might play least forty five. Um, but I just think yeah, if you're LeBron James and you brought a chance to two places and you bring one or a third place, uh, that you, third place is Madison Square Garden. My goodness, no question. And, and and but so many people have chased that dream, right? Larry Brown, Phil yeah. Jackson, uh, you know Rick Pitino, you name it. They've all and players have chased that dream as well. All to all to no avail. Uh, look, you've been in and around NBA circles for um, the last 20 years. Yeah. How, how different is the East versus the West? Yeah, I, I, I understand the eight finals in a row is an amazing number, okay? but they had a stacked deck in Miami. He had a stacked deck in Cleveland, and he was playing against inferior competition. And while you point out accurately, like, look, 
The Toronto series, although he mentally owns them, was a big one. He played against the Celtics without their two best players. Yeah. Um, right. Is it as impressive in reality as it is on paper? It's a fantastic question, and I won't go into a, a long anecdote, but I can tell you, having coached a bunch of guys in both leagues, it, it seems more the Western teams, it's are, are, their offenses are better, they play faster. I mean, you can look at, you can look at the numbers to support a lot of this stuff. Uh, I look at it this way. I understand the point, and yes, if we really want to get into the brass tacks and the nuance of it, clearly what he's done uh, isn't as impressive as what Golden State has done, although... Just a year ago, every series Golden State played, they played teams that were in, missing a, a very important player. And so we, I think we can asterisk almost anything. What he's done to me is incredible. I, I think going beyond that is almost asking too much. Uh, I, I don't know, though, to be honest with you, that this, is, that this isn't his, the worst team he's had. Uh, and again, the, the competition wasn't as good. That's why I think Golden State can really smoke him. If he even wins two games, yeah, I think it'll be as impressive at least as what he did a couple years ago with Blatt. Yeah. Three years ago, because they were missing two other all stars. This team doesn't have anything like that. Made a huge trade. I mean, Nance wasn't playing a couple weeks ago. Uh, George Hill wasn't playing. Rodney Hood was in the rotation, then disappeared, and yet here they are. LeBron, what he's done is, is spectacular, and I wouldn't get too far into the weeds for that. Great stuff. David Thorpe, a good friend and an excellent basketball guy, joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Dave, thanks so much for joining us. Take care, Doug. Pleasure's mine. Cars are, not, are, are a lot like sports. I just can't read that first sentence. Cars are a lot like sports. You got to have the right tools. If you want to go far. Luckily, AutoZone has a free loan of tool program with over 100 specialty tools to get the job done right. Stop in today. Deposits required. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Let's bring in Dan Beyer. What do you got, Dan? Well, we've got this. Cavaliers leaving for the Bay Area today in preparation for Game 1 of the NBA Finals on Thursday, and we still don't know Kevin Love's status. Cavs coach Teron Liu saying that Love remains in concussion protocol and remains questionable for the start of the NBA Finals. Villanova guard Dante DiVincenzo foregoing his remaining two years of eligibility and will stay in the 2018 NBA Draft. Seahawks on wide receiver Brandon Marshall to a one-year deal. Marshall's former teammate with the Giants, Odell Beckham Jr., could be close to returning that that's according to head coach Pat Shermer. Shermer says that OBJ is close to being fully cleared to return from his broken ankle. Stanley Cup final. Capitals forward Tom Wilson not expected to be suspended for his game one hit on Golden Knights winger Jonathan Marche. So that's according to ESPN. Mets place pitcher Noah Syndergaard on the 10-day DL with a strained finger ligament. Astros placing catcher Brian McCann on the 10-day DL with right knee soreness. Cincinnati getting an MLS expansion squad. Rafael Nadal, Serena Williams, winners at the French Open today, Doug. How many MLS squads are there? Now 26 with the uh, the addition of Cincinnati. That's a lot. That's a lot. Do we have, or do we have enough good soccer players? I'm not sure if we've got enough uh, good soccer players right now, but I will say this, the new blood of the new teams, I mean, especially here in, in L.A. and seeing, you know, the LAFC taking off, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it keeps on growing and growing. It does, I know. I'm, I'm just trying to think of the, the, the cities that don't yet have one. Cincy is a, uh, an interesting, you know, look, you go to this, if you can get in the suburbs and you get, you know, uh, kids and families, especially, you know, for uh, to fill up the stands. And then you got an adult area as well. So it's like a party. I mean, here you have such a, a huge Hispanic uh, soccer loving uh, group. Plus you have all the soccer moms and soccer dads 
uh, from the various suburbs. Well, you have that in New York, uh, but you, and you have two in New York, you have two in LA, you have Columbus, you have Cincinnati. Like, who's the biggest city not yet at it? Right, Portland. I know their fans are incredible. Um, Seattle's got having a tough season, but they've had incredible fans. What's the biggest city to not have one? Um, geez. Kansas City has uh, Kansas yeah. City has one that's been really well. Successful. There were there were four cities. I think Sacramento was up for an expansion team, but didn't get one. Um, I think Nashville just got one. Uh, Miami has got one. Um, I'm just trying to think of cities that were up for for the. Uh, uh, yeah, geez. Hey, Milwaukee doesn't have one. Milwaukee does not have one. Yeah, there cool. we go. We need to make that happen. You yeah. make that happen. You can get partial ownership. <laughs> partial. Partial, partial yeah. ownership. Yeah. Partial ownership. All right, Dan. Appreciate it. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Um, I, did you guys see this story? Remember, we we did this on the Dan Patrick Show a little bit yesterday, which was a former Patriot who no one has ever heard of doubles down on how he didn't like playing for the Patriots. I love that. Like, yeah, didn't like playing for the Patriots. What's his last name? First name, Marsh is his last name. And I'm not, look, he made the NFL. We did not. Cassius Marsh. Cassius Marsh. And Cassius Marsh said, I, it was the first time in my career I thought about quitting football. I just really didn't like it. And now, I'm again, I, I would guess that what he's saying now is now I'm happy. Right? Happy as a pig in slop. Um, I don't care. Now, do I think that all jobs have to be miserable? Like I heard Colin talk about fifty percent of. Look, I've worked in this industry. I worked at three different places. I really enjoy my time here. Of the other two places, one of them I actually really, really enjoyed. The other one I didn't really enjoy. I liked. I've always liked the actual "quote unquote" work. This is supposedly work. It's a joke. It's fun. Awesome job, but. I just, there was something about it I just didn't vibe with. I didn't love it. Um, but I, I wouldn't say that's about them, right? They are, that place, they are in fact success, successful. So I don't like the Cassius Marsh who is, is in the league. It doesn't mean he, he can't, he's smart enough to contextualize it the right way, which is I didn't enjoy it. It made me think. It wasn't my way. It's been a really successful way, but it's not my way of doing it, which is fine. To which the Patriots think, you know what? You have a great time. Enjoy your extra time off in the winter while we'll be playing for a Super Bowl. Sports are hard, man. I have a discussion with my son all the time. Didn't make all-stars in baseball. Do I think he should have? Yeah, probably. Sports are hard. They just are. What you see in yourself and what other people see in you. Umpire calls a, calls a strike. He didn't think it's a strike. You go through a hitting slump. You can't make a shot. You know, kid moves into your town who plays the same position, better than you, bigger than you, played more than you. Sports will make you want to quit. Until you don't. A veteran wide receiver in the NFL finds a new team. And it's probably not who you think. I'll explain 
Next. Online shopping can be confusing. Well, not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. You know, it's interesting. There was a lot of negativity towards Steph a couple of games ago. And that seems to have gone away. We It's a weird deal, The how we have to... We got to find something we don't like about people. It's just a, it's a really, really weird thing. Let's get to the press. The press. Cars are a lot like sports. You got to have the right tools. You want to go far. Luckily, AutoZone can, has a free loan of tool program with over a hundred specialty tools to get the job done right. So stop in a day. Deposit is required. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Dan Boyle. Apologies to Phoenix, San Antonio, and San Diego. Highly populated cities of the U.S. that don't have MLS squads. San Antonio feels like they should. Does Austin have one? No, but Austin may be getting one because the Columbus crew may be moving. So Columbus crew is like the first. We got our own stadium, yeah. flag in the ground. Like, ah, it turns out it's there's a reason you got to move out of the Midwest. Yeah, San Antonio. A lot, a lot of drama going on and trying to keep the crew in Columbus. Uh, Cavs forward Kevin Love considered questionable for Thursday's game one of the finals against the Warriors. Still in concussion protocol. Yeah, I, I've said this before. People think I'm like, well, I don't, I don't think in concussions are dangerous. Of course, they're dangerous, but w- once you don't have a concussion anymore, I don't think you need the same level of protocol you need in collision sports like the the National Football League. Uh, the The easiest point to make, or the easiest way to make that point, is to simply say, look, the reason we need it in football is because there's so many football players who have suffered from CTE or some sort of memory loss after playing. They don't exist in basketball. They, they just don't exist. I love you. Draft hopeful Leangelo Ball worked out with the Lakers today. Ball told reporters afterwards that Lithuania and his experience there may have prepared him better than college because he played against men and they used more professional sets while in Lithuania. I agree. I agree. The problem is that they he didn't really play in most professional games. They played in friendlies against other juniors. But that's why I said if 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 – if uh, LeVar Ball wants his kids to be good, let him play overseas and leave them over there for a couple of years and let them learn. Because they do have talent. They just need that talent refined. Man, f- LeVar Ball. New Browns corner Demarius Randall tweeting that he will buy a jersey to everyone who retweets this specific tweet. And the tweet was, if the Cleveland Cavaliers win the 2018 NBA Finals, I'll buy everyone who retweets this a jersey. 400,000 retweets as we speak. That's pretty cool. Who, who did that? Demarius Randall traded by the Packers to the Browns this offseason and says that, uh, mm-hmm. yes. Dude, he better hope they don't do it. Huh? I don't know if he was supporting the Cavs or just showing how much faith he doesn't have in them. Thought it was interesting. Seahawks have signed wide receiver Brandon Marshall to a one-year deal. Yeah, I think he stinks. I don't think I think he's one. washed up. And the other problem with Brandon Marshall is, uh, I think Brandon Marshall has become a really good dude. He's good on TV, but you know, by by his own accounts, he has multiple personality disorder, and he struggles to get along with the locker room. And people have not been sad to see him go. Doug, the Twin Cities that had $370 million from hosting Super Bowl 52 yeah. this past winter. Mostly Uber. Yeah. According to numbers from the governor's office and the host committee, the typical tourist spends about $124 a day when visiting the area. For the Super Bowl, the average tourist spent $608 a day. 
billion dollars. Yeah, I mean, how much did it cost for hotel rooms? It's a great city. I'm excited about the Final Four being there, uh, but it's just too cold. We're not okay. coming back. And uh, congrats to Serena Williams. Her first win of a Grand Slam match as a mother. Yes, winning her first round match today at the French Open. In the Catwoman suit, too. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. You know who we missed? Jay Skills says San Diego's only professional team is the Padres. No MLS, no NBA, no NHL, no NFL. San Diego seems like that'd be an easy one. Easy one. Got to have a stadium. Oh, yeah. They're talking about building one, San Diego State using it as well, but. Don't say stadium in San Diego in the same sentence. Don't say stadium in San Diego in the same sentence. Oops. Oops. All right. Back tomorrow. All NHL all the time. Kidding. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s, dance away with hip-hop beats, and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 